Welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again. and We have a fun one in store for all of y'all today here as we uh, continue along after one of the most uh, successful, I would say, QWI seasons that we have had in the the short history of this show and in my work without sports just an amazing amazing couple of weeks there um of celebration of everything that the lgbtq pro wrestling community has accomplished here in 2023 and we are continuing on this week with our guest zay perez the playboy of the pacific northwest um you know zay is someone that i've watched kind of grow in the ring over the last couple of years here in the Portland area and beyond. And it's really great to have a chance to sit down with him and chat a bit about, you know, his journey in pro wrestling, you know, and, and his, what really built him to want to enter this, this world really. <laughs> and, and, you know, just finding more of himself and finding more of that, that confidence in the ring all the way up to winning the DOA, tag team championships earlier this year not too long ago actually so um, really great chat with zay and i'm very excited to to share that with all of y'all here um before we get to that though i i think i i don't know like i i know i already touched on the end of the qwi season with the, with the 200 coming out and with the awards being released last week and everything like that but it's still just amazing amazing to see the, the response from everyone and to see like how much larger the purview of this work has gained in over the years, you know, year over year over year. Um, it just feels like these, these things, these projects that I do are getting bigger and bigger and reaching more people. And I know I've said, on like social media like a bunch of times like you know how humbling and how overwhelming and how like thankful i am for for everything that that comes with doing that stuff and putting these things out there and celebrating all the wonderful people that are doing amazing things in the pro wrestling space but i guess i just wanted to take another opportunity to say all of those things again here um as we move forward into 2024 and kind of wrap up 2023 with the next couple of this show. And then, you know, next week, our, our last couple of shows of the year. Um, just thank you again to everyone who, you know, engaged with those projects and has continued to be a supporter of the show and continue to be a supporter of my work at Outsports, all of our work at Outsports, really. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it means more than, than you will ever know. It really does, personally, to me. And I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna ride that wave of positivity from everyone <laughs> for a, for a while. Um, yeah, it's just really, really awesome to see. So, that being said, a uh, big congratulations to Mad Dog Conley for winning the Zero One USA Heavyweight Championship. I know that I'm a little late on the congratulations here, but, you know, um, it's just, a, I don't know, it's a really awesome moment to celebrate, and we haven't had a chance to yet in the past couple of weeks, so congrats to, to Connolly for that win. 
And also, be on the lookout, Pandemonium Pro, I was notified of a potential match of the year contender that came a little bit late in the calendar <laughs> uh, between Speedball Mike Bailey and Miyu Yamashita. That I believe that match is dropping on Pandemonium's YouTube channel um, very, very soon. So I'll be on the lookout for that, obviously. And, you know, the QWI 200 calendar resets on December 1st. So why can't match of the year and the QWI award stuff reset on December 1st as well? You know, that's just, that just seems right to me, honestly. But yeah, be on the lookout for that one for sure. Um, all right. Let's get into my conversation with Zay Perez, one half of the Flamin' Aces. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. We're just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod, multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous, uh, patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on a monthly, uh, round table of those sort of things. So, uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Every single dollar that is, uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling. And we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you get t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever, we're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBTRingPod or visit uh, the URL, tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. 
um, just run through the the week's gaming news, or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has just been lighting the Pacific Northwest on fire over the last two years. No pun intended, by the way, as one half of the Flaming Aces. The I guess now we can speak former DOA Tag Team Champions, but fuck it, you're still a Tag Team uh, Champion yes. in my heart. In my heart, uh, you are. But we have the playboy of the Pacific Northwest here with us today zay perez how are you doing today sir? what is up i'm doing good thank you so much for having me on the show it's been so long since i finally wanted to meet you so now we're actually doing it it's so nice oh so hell yeah no i'm right there with you i've been i've been looking forward to the chance to finally like meet you and sit down and talk to you a bit about your experience as well it's a bummer that it had to happen over zoom here because like yes. we're literally like within like 15 20 miles of one another and we're constantly um, constantly at doa shows here in portland and All we right. just haven't had the chance to link up in person there yet but we, we're getting it out of the way here and, and i'm excited to have the chance to talk to you because like i said in the intro like you've been having a, a really awesome 2023 you know i mean i guess we can talk about it a little bit here because the Q as we're recording this the qwy 200 is still releasing we still have the top 20 to come out but you ranked in the, the QWI 200 for the first time this year, um, which, which is, is so <laughs> wild, so wild, because <laughs> I, I remember just like looking at my phone and I was just scrolling, you know, seeing which of my friends are on there. And I was scrolling and I, I saw that I was posted on there and I was like, oh, no freaking way. And I jumped up out of my seat and I was like, Jaden, Jaden, look, look, look. And I was like, oh, my God so excited but uh it's just been an incredible journey so far so i'm so excited just to like keep it going you know i've heard a lot of people that have seen themselves ranked on the list not just this year but in like past years too that weren't expecting it or didn't think they were they did enough to make it or anything like that and see that that shocked reaction like for you what what was the cause of that surprise like is it just something you don't really think about in terms of like the the qual the quantity of what you've done in a year or something like that I think just going from a fan to a wrestler is just it's a big just change because it's just like you're watching on TV from now being one of the people that are included and in, you know like this TV so I feel like that shock is still just hitting me right now and it's always just been a dream that I've had ever since I was a kid so just you know for my name even to be mentioned on anything is just so wild. I mean you definitely did enough to deserve the spot though this year like I said like you second ever out lgbtq doa tag team champion in the history of that company which now spans 15 years you know That's so wild so wild and you know kudos to you for being you know just knowing that because i didn't even know that so that's so awesome thank you so much i i do way way too much research for my own good <laughs> so... <laughs> i love it i love it no but i mean it, it's a blast doing it though and especially because i get to learn about people like like yourself you know, because like you never you debuted in 2021. Like I wasn't there at, at the PAL show where you debuted, but I was there for your first match back, which I didn't realize was your first match back at the Prestige show in April of yes. that year. 
Um, Which is so wild, too, because that's my second ever match, and to be on Prestige, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, like, whenever I found that out, that that was your, only your second match ever, and you were wrestling Midnight Heat on Prestige's five-year anniversary show, like, that just seems, I, I can only imagine, as, as a young wrestler who's coming off of an injury that, like, really, like, messed with their mental health, and and they and made them question their own like presence within pro wrestling in the way that it did for you to have like your your shot back onto the pro wrestling stage on one as big as that like what talk to me a bit we'll, we'll get more into like you know the training and, and some of the other stuff in the early days but i'm curious to ask you about that prestige show in specific like what was your like thought process heading into that knowing the stage you were going to be entering onto Right. Um, I remember just being on the injury and I was just like, okay, this is like, I'm, this is done. It's like, no, we're longer going to be a dream. This is just one thing done. And, you know, I'm never going to wrestle again. But then, you know, the opportunity got brought up of, you know, being prestige at prestige. And uh, I was just like, I can't let this opportunity get away from me. So I, I remember Spencer was the Spencer was originally getting, you know, um, booked on the show and then he was like i need a tag partner and i was like well listen i'm coming off the injury so let's go in there together so i remember just bringing up to spencer and then just like we went in there not being a tag team at all so this is the first ever like tag team match that me and spencer are having so we don't know if we're gonna click or not so it's like nice just like looking back and just knowing that that was our first match ever just looking back at it but how nervous I was backstage. Oh my God. That was probably the most nerve wracking I've ever like been. Was it just because of the, the injury stuff or was it because of like the reputation that prestige has both in the region and now like across the country? Just everything because it was my first ever match back from the injury. So it, I could possibly re injure it again. And then second, it's a big show to be on. There's like Alex Shelley on there. There's Taya Valkyrie. There's, athena you know and i'm just like oh my god dude to be on the show with them that's so wild and it's my second match ever so i have a big spot to uphold you know oh yeah i could totally i could totally understand that thought process like i'm curious like obviously you're, you're coming out of the oregon uh, pro wrestling school down in hillsboro um you know run by by the midnight heat so I exactly. imagine like being in the ring with the people that helped train you was a definitely yeah. kind of a, a bit of a soothing thing in a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it was kind of, you know, I felt comfortable because I was just like, you know what? I know them back in my head. So just watching them and, you know, being in the ring with them, it was super, it was just like, I felt comfortable. No, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, that's, that's what you want in, in a situation like that as well. Um, but no, like it was just, I knew it from like seeing that match and then like seeing like you continue to pop up on, on DOA, like I could tell like there's something, there's something going on here. Like it, it is interesting to hear that that was the first time that y'all actually teamed together. Um, because like it, it almost felt like y'all had already gelled a bit going into right. that match. Like it, how, how, sorry, go ahead. 
No, it's just what were you, what were you about to say? Because I think I'm about to answer your question. I was gonna ask you about like your your relationship with Spencer, like at at Oregon Pro Wrestling School, because like obviously y'all y'all trained together there. I assume the friendship started there and and right. kind of translated into the tag team. So like, what was what was the history of the relationship with Spencer before that? So, yeah, so Spencer started training like three months or like two months right after me. And I remember just looking at him, just like this guy and I are like not going to be friends because we're literally polar opposites, polar <laughs> opposites. So, um, yeah, I remember just going up to him during that opportunity, just, you know, during that prestige show and just like, hey, listen, we could like do something here. And he liked the idea. So I guess that's where the friendship started. And we like it's been so nice to just have him by my side because, you know, he is that like he's that center hold I have on this earth you know he's like that calm one he's like that person that knows what's going on so I'm just like I can actually be the one to talk to him and you know he's always just been a really good friend and always so super supportive so it's just super awesome you know no I could I could definitely understand that it's always good to have a, a solid support system around you you know as you know part of the research we're doing the show with you like watching the the video you put out your my story video on youtube last year and you know you talk a lot about the people that were around you to help support you that helped you kind of grow into who you are and grow into like recognizing what your interests are and your your personality and how can it be all these different areas of yourself that can be expressed in, in a way you know both family and and friends and that sort of thing so and i can imagine like moving to the portland area during COVID and like thinking that pro wrestling is not going to happen for you. And then all of a sudden you run into somebody like Spencer who you click with like that can be a, a huge boon. It's, it's just so wild, just so wild, just to see, you know, how everything just fit in place. It was just so perfect that it's just like, it had to be that story, you know? Mm -hmm. At what point did you feel like it clicked? What was it that night? In prestige or like was it a show a little later down the line or i think after that match honestly after that prestige show match did not click at all did not click at all i was still very much green you know very much still training i think until very much until we started getting out of the p like to like the portland area to like washington to like california i feel like that's when it started clicking for me um you know just being being in a tag team with Spencer, but also being in a singles, it just makes you feel like you know a little bit, you know, just like a, I guess in a way. It, for wrestling, not it clicked for me like um when. No, I honestly don't know when it really clicked for me <laughs> with wrestling, but promo wise, I still I'm still working on it, still working on it. Not the best promo, but you know, still here. <laughs> hey, you're always developing skills in in, in this exactly. in this arena, so I totally. I totally get that for sure. But it is like I said, it's really interesting to see like how far you have come, you know, because you know, over the course of the last couple of years, like getting out there, seeing like what you've done with PAL and what you've done with DOA, like those two companies specifically, I think, has been really awesome. Like, you know, being featured in in stories, like this this pairing with Jaden down at PAL with the super aces and this whole battling with with Cleaver and the street fight. And everything like that and then up here in doa like the feud with the dregs and then you know moving into the your the feud with uh with the hammer bros like when when did you start kind of like recognizing that 
that this is really kind of hitting the ground running? When did you realize that you had like the confidence of promoters to like handle these sort of like larger things? It's going to sound very cheesy. And I think yeah. me and Spencer have talked about it though, but it's when we first got our first match card. I think just seeing myself on like social media and being promoted just made me feel like I was an actual serious wrestler, you know, and made me feel to have that confidence. Uh, I remember the first ever one, and Spencer has talked about it before, but the first ever one that we had was for POW, and it was against Cleaver and Derek Shaw. And that picture, just looking back on it right now, is so terrible. It's so ugly. I hate <laughs> that picture so much. But, you know, I was very proud of it, and it made me just feel like an actual wrestler, you know? How often does that happen where, like, promo pictures that, that you take and then and you have like this like a collection of them that you provide to promoters but then they pick like the one that you feel is the worst one <laughs> like I, I feel like that's a, a common thing among pro wrestlers from what it, it is it is very much <laughs> but I recently just got my head shaved not too long ago and um, I had this promo picture of me just you know smiling with my hat with my hair you know just all perfectly styled and my abs are showing, so it's, it looks nice, right? But then I got my head shaved. So then I don't know what happened, but there was a picture on me on Twitter with like someone photoshopped a picture of me buzz cut, just buzz cut. And it's not even me. It's not even me, like an actual picture, just me buzz cut. So now any DOA or pal promo picture, that picture is being broadcasted just out on everybody's phones. Oh, God. And I hate it so much. I hate seeing that picture so much. But yes, <laughs> I do relate to it with every wrestler. They often have promo pictures that they hate, but what can you do about it? You know, we're wrestling, so it's fine. Oh, boy. So, um, let's talk a bit more about the, the development of, of Zay in a way. Because a lot of that kind of stems back from the development of Jose, the person behind Zay Perez, in a way. Right. And I think one of the things that really touched me from your your My Story video that you put out was like, you know, talking about you know how you had this your childhood and how like you were like moving around a lot. You ended up settling in, in, in Redmond, you know, with your family and like and kind of feeling outside of the loop like not feeling like you really like had a place to fit in until like until you found your community through um you know i guess i don't know if they still call it av class or audiovisual or whatever but like um you know through like this this work with with friends like video editing and like shooting stuff and just like doing all these different things like how did how did that how did that like kind of opportunity come about for you and like how did that start to kind of shape your idea of like bar? Um, in high school, there was a, a class that was like video production. And it before you enter high school, that class has just been talked about like throughout just schools and like elementaries about how, how much they want to do it. So coming into high school, I that's immediately what I wanted to do. But like I didn't have any friends that really had, you know, that same path that they wanted to go and so going into that class I was so scared I was I did not like have any friends until I met one of like my best friends turned to that time Cole and uh, we just bonded we just he loved video editing you know doing the camera stuff and I love being on on camera in front of the in front of the camera just doing all the stories and you know we bonded throughout like that and that's just been 
always a thing that I just love, you know, just that news, just aspect of it. No, I can, I, I can very much relate to that. You know, we were talking a little bit before we hit record. And like, I think one reason why that resonated with me so much is because it reminded me a lot of my path where I'm at here, because like I was in video production class in high school as well. And like, that was really where I started to understand how to like stretch those creative muscles in different ways. And like, you know, and it kind of like facilitated my very long and winding path to this job that I have right now talking to you. So like, I can totally understand how not just learning the skills and developing the skills in a class like that, but just how that can like help build this like sense of community around you, how it can make you actually feel like you have a place within it. Right. And I feel like that class just really showed me just so much stuff that about me today that I didn't even know about. Like it taught me so much patience that you you really don't know how much patience you need. But yeah, I feel like those skills with journalism often play a little part, not just in wrestling, but also in marketing yourself also like in, you know, social media. So Thank you, video production, you know. Thank you, Mr. Holloway from high school. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. Thank you, Miss Passmore, for me. Um <laughs> best teacher name ever. Hell Passmore. yeah, Miss Passmore. Let's go. Love it. Um, so obviously, like that kind of starts you down this path of like looking at the entertainment side of things as something that you want to do. Is obviously that is um being influenced also by this love of wrestling that that you have, you know, that, that is, it stems in a, in an interesting, but I don't think completely very unfounded way, you know, from wrestling video games that translating into watching the TV shows and that sort of thing. Like when did, when did those two things start to kind of intersect for you in terms of like thinking about your future? Um, when I, when I, when I was a kid, I used to love playing the games and that love just grew up, you know, ever since I was a kid. And um, it didn't really hit to me until the end of high school was coming because I was just like, I don't really want to be go into like college because I do love journalism, but I don't see a career in journalism as far as, you know, it would take me. Um, but uh, I was just like, mom, this is what I want to do. And this is this is like this is what I'm going to do. And she was like, you're stupid. She didn't say that, but she was like, you're <laughs> dumb. You're not going to do that. And I was like, mom, I'm doing it. But she then later found out how much I wanted to like do it. So then it's just happened ever since she supported me. She helped me move. So she was just like, oh, she's just the best mom ever. I could get so emotional just talking about her. What, what was it that convinced her how much you wanted it? Just looking at how much i didn't pay attention to the other stuff like doctor like policeman like that but when i watch wrestling like my full attention would just be on the screen like if she was talking to me there was no response back like i am i'm putting my attention on wrestling so just seeing that love for it it just made it just made her realize like this i can't change his mind like this is what he wants to do (laughs) it's really cool to hear that like your, your mom had that realization and didn't immediately try and like fuck it in a way. Like I feel like a exactly. lot of parents would do. It was very much, okay, we're going to embrace this. We're going to let let him go down this path and see where it goes because, you know, 
if if something doesn't work that we can always correct and like that sort of thing but like let's give it let him give it a shot and see see what he yeah. can do with it my parents have always been supportive since you know day one they've always seen that i'm always all in it or you know not in it at all so it's just like they've oh my god i'm getting so emotional just talking about them <laughs> but i i love them to this day i, I mean it's forever i they just my number one supporters have they had a chance to see you wrestle yet my dad hasn't but my mom has and she is not a fan so my <laughs> so oregon pro wrestling did a school last year hot sauce uh in oh yeah the hot sauce festival yeah yes and she it was her first time ever seeing me you know she was so excited to see me kick ass but i went against the midnight heat with spencer you know and obviously she is not a fan of cheating at all in matches she wants to be a fair game and the midnight heat is not a fair at all yeah. i remember there's this one moment where eddie pearl brought me out to my mom in front of my mom she's like this your kid this your kid and then he slapped me right in front of her <laughs> and i was like wow uh, that is so typical eddie i know what a <laughs> i i'm so looking forward to going against him at this next past show yes i can imagine <laughs> oh, jesus so much payback so much animosity it just builds up builds up over exactly. time that was like six months ago you got all that building up in you now it wasn't even six months ago it was last year so we was didn't it? have oh, a hot right. sauce this yeah, year yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was a whole year and six months ago. So okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. See, I'm I'm not afraid to be corrected. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, I'm surprised that you even knew about the hot sauce festival. You know, well, I mean, I live in Portland. Like, I know about the things going on around town. Like, you know, yeah. I try and oh, stay on top you, of things. That makes you so happy. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Oh, that course. makes me genuinely so happy. Yeah. No, I mean, I granted, I'm locked up in this office a lot of the time, but still, I try and stay on top of stuff. So hell yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll see you out there next year. Hopefully, hopefully, hey. I, I'm hoping to get out there for that one because that that does seem like a really like fun atmosphere to be at, and it's also like I don't know, it's it's also interesting kind of looking at the continued like I don't know if really revitalization is the same is the word to be used because it feels like it's already gone through. A revitalization period but looking at the portland wrestling scene specifically and where it was at right. say like you know 10 or so years ago versus where it's at now like it's a completely different thing you know it if, sounds it sounds like amazing but like when you're out there wrestling in like 90 degree weather whoo my <laughs> guy very 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 hot i i feel your pain i've I, want to like, <laughs> I guess reveal a little bit about myself. Like I worked at the, the voodoo donut in old town uh, for oh, a while my and, God. and working summers in that building with no air conditioning. <laughs> I could just imagine. Oh my God. I could not, I could not work there. I could not work there. Kudos to you though. Props to you. Yeah. It was a fun job while I had it, but this, this job it's is far a more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a very fun job, but the heat's something that's very number one for me. Number one. Same. I'm 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 cold blooded. I need I need my chills. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about Oregon Pro Wrestling School, you know, since we brought it up with, with the with the hot sauce festival and everything, because 
there have been a lot of of talents coming out of of that school um, over the last couple of years that have really been hitting their stride here in the Pacific Northwest and starting to branch out a bit more too. You know, either down to California or in the case of some people across the country. You know, with Spencer and Amira getting those wrestling open shots earlier this year. Um, talk to me a bit about like the environment down there and like what it's like um, training. It's one big happy family. I swear to God. Um, you know, Amira, Spencer, Hammer Bros, all of them. You know, it's one humongous family, and uh, we just all support each other. You know, there's no heat. There's no like bad blood between anybody. It's just we're all there to put each other, and you know, push each other to like uphold each other. I guess it's just like a little family, and. I remember just going into there, just stepping into there and just the vibe there, the energy, it just changes when you step into that building. So it's just it's so super awesome, super awesome just to like have that school. And that's where I started, you know, that's where I began. So it's just it's, it's nice to come out of there and just be a, a really big force in the PNW. What do you think contributes to that like familial environment down there? I think the caring that the coaches have ricky eddie flex all of them just care about wrestling and the sport and you know they want to put out good results because it reflects back on them you know so it just it just shows how much they want to like you know the future of the pnw the future wrestlers that's all coming from ricky that's all coming from them so i mean they just want to make the future look bright and shiny and I've, I'm in the back of I'm in the same boat as them, you know. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so, but but yeah, like it 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 definitely seems like the culture down there is one that you know I'm noticing more and more with a lot of like schools, not just in the Pacific Northwest, you know, but you know all over the country. When you look at like you know, obviously up in Washington with Dragonplex, and then down you know, in Atlanta with WWA Four and a number of other schools across the country that we're starting to see this, the, the level of attention placed on like inclusive environments kind of continuing to elevate. And obviously you as, you know, an out LGBTQ person entering a wrestling space for the first time like that, you know, I don't, I don't know if there was like any like apprehension, apprehension from yourself on that side of things, entering the pro entering a pro wrestling school there, but like, what it's amazing to see like how many members of the community have come out of of Oregon Pro Wrestling School too right. now and like what aspect of like of your was there any aspect of your queerness that like was giving you any hesitation about stepping into this space yeah um i think just it i think always in any situation i think it's just it's it's always that fear of you know just opening up to everybody and you know telling hey you know I'm on it's just you always have that fear of opening up again to anybody so it's just like that fear always just had it always just start, it began it didn't begin but like here I'll rephrase it sorry <laughs> no you're good um, I had no fear just coming out because I felt like everyone didn't care everyone didn't care about like my sexuality at all it was just he wants to wrestle okay let's let him wrestle there was no like oh he's gay he can't wrestle he you know he watches women wrestling he can't wrestle 
it's just like they were always super so supportive that about like how how I was just as a person, not my sexuality. I mean, and that's awesome. Super awesome. Yeah, it's just super <laughs> awesome. It's super rare that you see, you know, gay wrestlers out in the world. So it's just it's super awesome to see just so many representation, you know, so much representation in the school. Mm. So. No, it, it is truly amazing to see, you know, especially as you know, we continue to see the population of out LGBTQ people in the pro wrestling world to continue to grow year over year. You know, it, it's starting to, like you said, it's influencing these schools like Oregon Pro Wrestling School, like with right. this air of inclusion, this air of like, yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. You know, whereas I like, it, sorry, go ahead. It, oh, sorry, <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say something super funny, but I don't think the, I think I just, one random day, I think I thought a wrestler was cute. And I told Amira, I think that was my way of coming out to her. She was like, oh, wait. That's awesome. Holy crap, dude. So it's just like, it just shows that how much people don't care about your sexuality just here on the post. It's just like, if you want to wrestle, just go wrestle. That's what matters, you know? Yeah. No, I, and that's exactly how it should be, right? You know? Exactly. It's just giving exactly. people an, a pathway to explore their their dreams and, and try and meet their own their own goals on their own terms. And I, I really, just looking back at it, I just really appreciate it was that way, not any other type of way, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course. I mean, you. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, in queer narratives, you know, historically, there's always that idea of like overcoming the boundaries, overcoming the barriers, and those that is those are very valuable stories in our history. But the reason why those stories have value is because those barriers are getting broken down for the people coming after to not have exactly. to deal with that. So obviously, like if you're still having to deal with that, then what? Like how how much can we really? fall back on the victories that that we speak of in the past exactly i i remember when i came out when i was 16 in high school and i remember just looking like if i ever did go into wrestling i didn't want to know like i didn't want to come out immediately and just like just looking back at it i just i think the idea is so stupid i just think be you you know just be you. Just I. I feel like if I was a closeted wrestler, I would not be myself. I would probably, you know, rip out all my hair because I am just in this closeted space. I'm not myself. I'm closed off. So I'm so thankful that Oregon Pro just let me be who I was, and just they just didn't care. No, like I think there's a, an extremely high value in in being able to not have that weigh on you from the very beginning. There, especially considering like how quickly. You got to be in a space that was celebrating that community too, like heading up to to Vancouver for the for the NEW, the Pride Show up there. Um, in your first year of wrestling, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I I don't think I was at that show, but you know what? I I hear it was a really good show though. I hear okay. it was a really good show, but you know what? Kudos for Vancouver to having a a show for all of that. Oh yeah, like that was a really, it was a really fun show they had out there. I for some reason I thought that you had wrestled on that show. Have you had a chance to wrestle on on a, on a Pride show or an LGBTQ focused show yet? I, I have. I went uh, up to full career. I think it was their first ever time running, but um, it was when I was super, super green, very, very green. So I would love to get an opportunity again to go out there. You know, uh, actually know what I'm doing out there. So, yeah. <laughs> 
what was that experience like for you to kind of be in an environment that was so like queer focused and so queer fronted in a way, you know, because like Marco and, and Rosie, you know, the people behind that company down there, like they are completely unabashed about what they are trying to do in terms of like promoting exactly. LGBTQ identities and LGBTQ rights through a pro wrestling avenue. Mm-hmm. How, how, how did that impact? I, I think just being on that show with so many of people like me is just so super awesome and i found out so many like people i didn't like know about so it's it's awesome just to know about like that community and you know i gotta see so many amazing matches that like i didn't be able i wouldn't be able to see over here in portland so it's nice just be have those connections and it's just so awesome just to see you know gay wrestlers and everyone just team up and just put out a good product you know and Folker is, I think, on the QWI Awards, right? If I'm, if I'm yes, not correct. Yes, they're nominated for, they yeah. get a few noms. They're nominated for promotion of the year. They got a couple of match of the year nominees there. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah, go vote for them, guys, please. Folker. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love, I love what, what Marco and Rosie are doing down there with Full Queer in the Bay. It's just, it's really mm-hmm. awesome to see another company in the same way that, that Jaden, now teaming up with with Max Burnside and, and Brad Lee with ASAP coming up next year, you know, to see right. another LGBTQ, partially LGBTQ led promotion in the Pacific Northwest, you know, with them and, and Peak Sports Entertainment, you know, getting their their foot back underneath them. So many new beginnings, so many new beginnings just to start out the year. And it's super awesome just to see. And I'm so excited to be a part of them too. So hell yeah. Of course, of course. Like it's speaking of Jaden, obviously we mentioned it earlier, like the super racist team and pal, obviously there's a very like close relationship that you have with Jaden, just from what we've seen through like Jaden's vlogs as well, you know, like how would you just describe your relationship with Jaden and, and what has that meant to you over the course of your time in pro wrestling so far? Over time is grew. He's been a brother um, now, obviously. But beginning when I first met him, I it was just like, hey, how are you? You know, and I always just want to have that friendship with him because, you know, he's always he's always just been a good guy. And that's word on the street. So I just want to have that connection with him. But it didn't really start until like, you know, we started like actually like playing video games together. And that's where we actually started to become closer friends. And then the Super Aces idea just came all together. And he's just been a mentor to me. He's been a big brother to me. He's puts me in my place if I'm wrong. He tells me if I'm correct, you know, just getting that support from him just means a lot because you don't see that often, you know, just a person just taken under their wing, a mentorship. So it's nice just to, just to be around him. You know, I'm always so excited to just get to be around him. That guy is so fucking amazing. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. I think Jaden's place in, in the scene here in the region is is definitely deserved and you know, not just for what he does in the ring, but also for, you know, being a a, a voice that speaks up and, and calls out things in the region too. You know, uh, I think that's a very right. valuable thing to have. Like what was what would you say is like the most valuable lesson that you've taken away from him in the time that you've known him? Oh, that's a really, really good one. I think, ooh, if you're gonna, you put me on the spot with this one. Holy <laughs> crap! 
Um, I think he's taught me a lot with wrestling and just how to just with the moves with a lot. The psychology also. Um, being a smaller guy, I think me and him relate a lot because he, you know, he's not the biggest guy. So we both move around the same. And he's also just like brought out like that fire in wrestling, you know, like you want it, let's go get it together. So that dream, we just have that together. So it's just that common bond, you know? I could definitely see Jaden as being like a, a very good like hype man in the back, like exactly. getting getting the biggest you up. cheerleader. Yeah, biggest especially considering especially considering the way that I see him and Spencer interact with one another on like his vlogs and everything like that. Like having both of them in the same room as you to like 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 fire you up just seems like you're ready to run through a brick wall. After literally, <laughs> they they rose the crap out of me, and it gets me so heated. I'm just like, Jesus! I'm gonna go and throw some hands. <laughs> and no, but they know how to get under my skin. It just gets me so amped up. So it's it's nice. No, that's good to hear. Um, well, speaking of of amped up, let's talk a little bit here about the the tag team championship match. Um, and the journey there too, because like I feel like that match with the drags, that last team standing match felt like really you're like, you know, not to necessarily use a term from our community, but like y'all's like coming out party in a way on, on the DOA stage. Like obviously like you had fan support, like growing over the course of that, like year and a half that y'all had been featured on shows, but that match, it felt like y'all kind of leapt to a new level in a way. I don't know if that felt and the same I, way for you. I'm really glad you said that because it did for us too. It really yeah. did for us. Um, but yeah, just going against the drags. I remember there was just so much, so much like story that we had that we, I just know that I just wanted to like put out something good, you know, and it's a last man standing match. So it has to be, you know, very long, very, you know, very good to like for people to pay attention to it so i wanted to just you know make it good i guess <laughs> and then the doa tag team champs it just like that match was just like so i could watch it over and over again i still don't get bored of it because it's just the emotion that it had just so much I, I just looking back at me crying, I have the ugliest crying face and i can actually watch my cry <laughs> for like millions of times just like I uh, just that match is one of my favorites forever and it always will be. No, I mean, rightly so, honestly. I feel like because if it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was your first championship that you would want. First ever. Yeah. First ever. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. So. And second ever LGBTQ. So thank you for that. Now I will know that. Thank yes. you. <laughs> But it, um, it's apt that you bring up like the emotion and and your ugly cries you describe it because like I think that's really the like the lasting image for for myself, you know, from that match is like that moment of like climax at the end. You get the three count, all of a sudden just everything just rushes out, you know, and like right. you have the belt and you just can see everything like coming out of you. Um, like what was your if you can even remember what your thoughts were in that moment, because I know like sometimes those like highly emotional moments can just be like, you're seeing black in a way just because you're just experiencing so much. Right. Uh, looking back, I, I can get like little parts of it because it was such a blur because just so much, you know, 
it's like your heart's being so fast you can't remember what's going on so just looking back watching it on video i just remember looking up at spencer and just going in the ring and the bell gets handed to me and i remember just looking at the bell and i just remember just crying just sobbing because i'm just like this is what you wanted this is what you've been working for for two years so it just just all emotion just came out and i just remember looking at spencer he has his tears on his face and we just look at each other. We just both started crying because it's a flame and aces. You know, we both, we both started this journey and it's just looking, looking back at that match. Oh my God. Crying. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, but it was honestly so good. I yeah. love that match. No, it was an outstanding match um, for sure. And like the promo afterwards was like, you could, you could feel it in y'all's voice and in the way that y'all were like talking about that moment too. I'm curious, you know, knowing the commitment that your, that your mom saw in you and that your mom like, you know, gave herself in terms of like, you know, helping you move and like supporting this journey for you. What was it like for her whenever you told her about that happening? I I told her, I, I, I don't remember when I told her, I, I FaceTimed her after the show, the show and, I had the belt with me and she was just like, she was just like, oh my God, are you going to bring it home? She, this girl, this girl, I swear to God. Okay. So she was <laughs> like, are you going to bring it home? And I was like, why do you want me to bring it home? So I, for my mom, I brought it home. But then this girl, she was like, why is this so heavy? Why didn't it make it lighter for you? I'm just like, mom, it's a belt. I'm not going to ask them to make it like lighter. <laughs> this girl is such a diva, but I love my mom. Mm -hmm. This girl is my number one supporter. She's gonna be more happy for me, you know. I love her. I just, I just love that that moment. It was like, what do you think? Like indie independent wrestling, like they're gonna make like multiple, like they're gonna make like a special belt just for exactly. No, no. I'm just like, mom. You think they're gonna like exercise this belt? What they're gonna make it lose some pounds or what? No, yeah, exactly. Like, what are they gonna do? No, exactly. <laughs> it's no. supposed to be this heavy. No. <laughs> exactly no but my mom is very she's very supportive but she doesn't really get the sport i guess because you know she's fully fully latina she was grew she grew up in a ranch so she doesn't get the sport she was not raised around tv so yeah no like that's just i don't know it's just always really cool to see like how support systems help you celebrate these victories for yourself too exactly like, I think that's mm -hmm. a, a vitally important thing to have in the pro wrestling space as well. And that's, I think it's one of the things that I really like about being in the Pacific Northwest now and, and kind of experiencing like the, the pro wrestling scene here, uh, because like everything just feels so supportive. Like every company feels so supportive of one another. Like nobody's really like, you know, there might be like sometimes here and there where people are, like rubbing everybody, people the wrong way, but it doesn't, there's no like, there's no like lines of demarcation between feels like it's more so just like how can we make this the entire like Pacific Northwest more recognizable and better as opposed to just focusing inward in a way. Right. I don't know if I don't know if that if that's a, a similar thing that you see uh, being in no, that <laughs> those rooms. I do. I definitely <laughs> do. Uh I hear back in the day the PNW was just a, a terrible place to be and you know it was just super toxic over here and it eventually changed over time thankfully because if it was that time i would probably not be wrestling right now but um 
yeah, just I'm so thankful for, you know, people like Drexel changing the game. Um, so many just people out there, just promoters wanting to like actually do something with the whole scene and actually put out good wrestling. So it's nice to have that support, you know. Mm-hmm. No, and I think it's apt that you bring up Drexel, not to blow up Drexel's spot or anything here on this show. We love Drexel here on LGBT in the ring, but like Drexel is an incredibly like influential person in this region and specifically right. for DOA. Like how, how have you, what, what value have you put on that relationship with Drexel? And like, what have you taken away from, from your time, like being around him? I think obviously, first off, I just want to say a huge shout out to Drexel because that man is so smart, so smart because he's not only created a career just now, but like this guy has been going for a very, very long time, yes. very, very long time. So he knows how to stay like important, you know, he knows how to stay like above the game. So just being, just knowing that it's like being like, um, I guess, aware, I guess he's taught me. Um, I remember he, he just made a career of being a small guy. So, you know, he's not like a big, big muscly guy who's like, you know, throwing everybody around. He's like a small, creepy character. So I've, I've like seen what he, he's, he's moved in the ring, his character stuff. I just see it and I just like learn from it. So it's nice just to see like his character stuff and just him just like, grow as a wrestler i gotta go against him at relentless too and mm. that man whew, that man has some moves i swear to god he almost knocked me out i've i've heard i've heard tell of being in the ring with drexel and the challenge that it presents in a good way yes um i've had my best matches with that guy so thank you drexel no i think yeah that's that's a man that definitely deserves to, to get his flowers for, for all the contributions that he's made to this area. So I'm exactly. glad that we had a chance to talk about that. I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, Hell because, yeah. yeah. Love you, Drexel. Love you so much. Yes. Well, you know, as we kind of wind down here a, a little bit, Zay, um, obviously you have a, a big year that's going to be coming up in 2024, continuing on this on this journey for yourself like what do you feel is like your maybe not ultimate goal but like what do you feel like make would make you feel satisfied with choosing this this pro wrestling path for yourself i think everyone has that goal to make it big and you know we could say jwe but uh i think my biggest goal is i i just want to be happy i just want to be I just want to be wrestling and that's the only thing that matters to me being super young i obviously have a full career ahead of me but uh i think i just want to be in the ring you know put every put smile on everybody's faces because i feel like that's what i'm meant to do on this earth you know just provide entertainment and you know provide happiness and that's what i want to put out there too so but it obviously would be super cool to be signed one day <laughs> I mean, it always would be super cool. Yes. Right. No, but yeah. um, 
my biggest goal this year though i really want to get out more i really do i really want to get out of the pnw scene i want to become the playboy of the world the hottest playboy <laughs> yes but yeah are there any areas you're looking at specifically where you want to kind of branch out to i really really want to go to uh, texas i hear texas is really big in wrestling and mm. everything is always bigger in texas and florida obviously but you know Getting in that coast area, getting in that east coast area would be super, super sick because I have a lot of family over there. So, hell yeah. There you go. There's a there's a lot of really great companies that are running in those areas, you know, that I can think of. You know, people like Uncanny Attractions and Action Wrestling up in Georgia and like PWF in North Carolina and, you know, just a I, bunch I, of different I'd, spots. I'd be so. so down, so down anytime, anywhere. Let's do it. <laughs> for sure. I guess my last question for you is, have any of your like alumni from the Ravens report seen you wrestle yet? And have they, what have them been their thoughts on the playboy so, of the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. No. Um, actually the teacher from the Ravens report, Mr. Holloway. Yes. Yeah. So he was a avid, like big fan of WWE. He used to love the rock. And I recently saw him this weekend being in Redmond and uh, I saw him out here and he was like, you're a wrestler. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, you're gonna have to come to my office. We need to talk. We need to talk about this and this and this. And please, please, please. And I was like, okay, we need to make this happen. So one day I will come out there, Mr. Holloway, just to tell you all about this wrestling career. But uh, yeah, he, he's been the one to reach out um yeah many other friends have been following me on instagram so they see the stuff i'm putting out so it's super awesome just a support system to have you know no that's awesome to hear i i was so glad that your teacher is one of the people like one of the first people that's like reaching out yes to be like, very yes. surprised <laughs> about that mr holloway very <laughs> sign mr holloway wwe get him over there, there please that man yes. would be happy <laughs> Just make him a writing assistant. We'll be, I think that'll be fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. That man has never wrestled a match in his life, but he's yeah. ready. He's ready. There you go. There you go. That's why you have a, a performance center for, right? Exactly. Exactly. Coach he can learn. He can learn. <laughs> exactly. Well, Zay, this has been so much fun. Thank you again for, for taking the time to, to come on the show and chat a bit about your journey here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, let everybody know where they can find you online and what you may have coming up. Thank you for having me on here, by the way. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome time. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the actual Zay, Twitter at Zay Perez, just my name, no underscores, no spaces. But yeah, um, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the, your time here. Oh, thank you. My thanks once again to Zay for taking the time to come on the show and uh, share a little bit more about his journey in, along the pro wrestling world here. Um, it's really great to finally have a chance to, to talk to him face to face, even though we've definitely been in the same room multiple times and just the connection has never been made. I'm sure that will change uh, come 2024. So <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Come back next week. Uh, we will have one more show kind of crammed in between uh, the holidays there for everyone, uh, which, by the way, happy holidays to all of y'all. No matter how you celebrate and who you celebrate with, you know, I hope that you all um, have a positive and affirming 
time during this this period of the year that I know can be very trying for some people and can be a very like heavy effect on mental health for a lot of people as well. Just know that wherever you are, um, if you're listening to the show, you have a positive space, at least one positive space that we we don't really gather because it's a one-sided thing with me just kind of talking into this microphone for all of y'all. But um, just know that on, on this end of it, like there's a, there's a lot of care and love for, for you. Definitely um, within me. So I just want to make sure that everybody understands that, especially as we enter this, this holiday season that can, really do a number on some people of course um if you would like to support the show further um you can do so over at patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod you can join the roster of lovelies at the three dollar tier and get uh counted amongst the names that are shouted out on every episode of the show people like alex e jerry legend and val capone um at the five dollar tier you get the bonus love um returns i guess is the right word i don't know benefits there you go that's the thing you get monthly shows monthly extra exclusive shows to patreon like required reading um you know our latest episode of that with my friend hollis where we looked at uh the invisible man versus invisible stan alongside the orson wells classic f for fake uh is up there as well as the entire backlog of of our bonus shows that we've done since launching the patreon during the summer um all of that's available at the five dollar tier there obviously not everyone can support financially and totally understandable um but you know word of mouth reviews um you know any way that you want to support the show is always great and welcomed and truly truly we thank you for for everything there felt kind of weird to go into a patreon plug right after talking about you know holidays and, and all the stuff around that but uh yeah either way doesn't matter regardless of, of of how you want to support the show trust me um all of that support is taken in um and it's very gratifying and we hope to you know, turn it back out towards all of y'all you know in the pro wrestling space fans of the show no matter what we're doing we want to make sure that we are providing a safe and affirming space for all of y'all here as well you know because if we don't then who the fuck is going to you know who the fuck would we be if we didn't that's gonna do it for us this week until next week y'all stay messy wash your hands wear your mask get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible and what the fuck aggro Bye. Everybody's ready to die.